Hey, hey y'all. Welcome to NOLA Hots, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources about CHD and some other stuff. We're just two heart mamas from New Orleans doing this for heart mamas, or dads, grandmas, aunts, friends, whoever may want to listen. That's Susan Oakland. And that's Lana Stevens. And we feel like we've got a lot to say. We are in the intro. <laughs> Here we are. So welcome back, everybody. The last day of November. We've we just, all survived Thanksgiving, my absolute favorite holiday. My stretchy pants are tight. And see, I didn't even do that to myself. I just wore jeans. I'm not sure that that was a good choice or not. Mm-mm. You know? Um, We're in the thick of holiday season, which is yes, always fun, too. I love it. And we're also approaching, stop, Lana and I's first year anniversary. <laughs> I can't believe it. We actually had enough people that wanted to talk to us for a whole I year. Know. For us to make it a year. Um I'm not surprised excited. about that. I'm not surprised about that. No. <laughs> so after today, we have one more episode before we do our anniversary episode. Is she saying like we know what we're doing for our anniversary episode? We, we really they don't. don't know that they, we don't know, Lana. They don't know. No, we have to come up with something um, good. But it's been a fun But uh, Yeah, so today we are interviewing a licensed social worker who's also a therapist. Um, she's actually uh, a therapist that Henry has seen for anxiety and things related to surgery and and stuff with chd and he really took a liking to her and she was great with him and really helped him so we're going to interview her today and see see what she's got to say about helping kids of all illnesses or struggles and or even stuff like maybe that. maybe a child that doesn't necessarily have any type of medical um issues but really could benefit from um a therapist which i personally believe everybody can benefit from therapy so mm-hmm. I think it hurts. I definitely could have benefited for therapy Same. after Henry got diagnosed. Same as well. So at this time, we'd like to welcome Beth Cooney. Welcome to Beth Cooney, a licensed clinical social worker and therapist. Thank you for joining us today. Great to be here. Um, please tell everybody a little about yourself, where you're from, where'd you go to school, your training and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I'm um, from New Orleans. I went to... LSU and I graduated um, in communication disorders there for my bachelor's. And then I decided to go to social work school for my master's. I kind of followed in my mom's footsteps. She was a medical social worker and uh, she kind of inspired me into social work. So that's where I landed. And uh, I worked, I basically have always known I wanted to work with kids from when I was younger babysitting and then just always wanted to work with them. And so I've worked in community mental health and primarily in schools uh, and clinics all through my social work career with kids and parents as well. So that's kind of how I've started. And where do you practice? Where are you located? So uh, my office is in Old Metairie, my private practice. I also, so I work part-time as a therapist in private practice, and I work for a program called Project Florida Lee, which I've been with almost 15 years now. Um, we work in schools locally, implementing and supporting uh, school social workers and counselors to deliver evidence-based practices in schools, primarily for students who have experienced trauma. Oh, okay. so I work with with a grant, and it, we're funded as a site through the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. Huh, that's interesting. I've never heard of that before. No, me either. And so you're in private practice. How, like, if, if you work with that organization, then you work 
in private practice? I I split my time. I have uh, two days that I see clients and then the other days I'm with Project Florida Awesome. Awesome. And okay, so how long have you had your private practice? I started in 2011. So it's been about 10 years. So I've seen a lot of um, kids. I also see adults. I see a lot of parents who have kids um, struggling as well. And um, my work in schools, I actually worked as a school social worker. And so I did a lot of group therapy with kids and individual therapy with kids. And so uh, I work a lot in my practice with kids who've had uh, traumatic experiences, grief, anxiety, depression, things like that. So you mentioned before um, we kind of officially started just in, in kind of passing that it sounds like there's a difference between a clinical social worker and a therapist. Like, you're, can you tell us the difference between the two or? Well, uh, I think there, you know, a lot of people kind of loosely use the term therapist. Um, I think it's easier for parents to understand, you know, a therapist, but you can go to school as a social worker and be a therapist, a, a, a clinical social worker. There's also licensed um, counselors. And so they also are therapists and psychologists. Uh, also do therapy. Okay. Uh, they do a lot of testing um, as well. Okay. So not necessarily every social worker is a therapist, right? Right. So okay. there are social workers that work as case managers or medical social work, which is in a hospital and they support families that way. Uh, there are a lot of uh, other social work is really so diverse. Actually, yeah. uh, there's mm-hmm. many different directions you can go in. Okay, so I I've used Beth for my for Henry specifically because you know he got to a certain age where he started struggling with surgery and I don't really know how to handle all that. So she lo- he loved loved going like he still asks, can I go back and play pickup sticks with Miss mm-hmm. Beth? <laughs> like, well, yes, we could go back if you need to go back, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to just play games with you. <laughs> But um, what are so I, I recognize certain things in Henry that led me to come see you. But what are things that parents should look for in their kid to be able to recognize if they may be struggling or have anxiety or fears related to having surgery and stuff like that? So I think, you know, I think you every every kid's different. And so it's hard to I think trusting your gut when you know things are going on that are different. So seeing a change in functioning. So when you think about sleep, appetite, um, you think about feelings, you you think socially being socially withdrawn. Um, I would say if if there's a lot of talk about death, um, if you hear, you know, if a, if a child says, you know, I, I want to kill myself, uh, what we always talk to parents about is sometimes parents are inclined to say, don't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get my gut reaction. Yeah. Right. So what that's the, one of the reasons I wanted to say that really the best reaction you can have is tell me why you're feeling like that, because we never want to close the door to that kind of thing. So I think that's really important to think about. Um, but I think even more commonly, just really a lot of worries all the time. So when you think about not even just having one symptoms, right, like being anxious or nervous, but when we think about how frequent are these symptoms, is this mm-hmm. something, you know, every night they're worrying about something, 
you know, those kind of things. I, I wouldn't wait. I know I often have this conversation with, you know, I was at the dermatologist the other day and talking to even the, um, the doctor about when I, you know, it just comes up in my life talking yeah. about people's kids <laughs> and, say, you know, I just said, you know, if you really feel like something's going on, don't wait, because I think, you know, as a parent, maybe, maybe. And I think that's your clue to say, would it help to go talk to somebody? Um, and, and not wait too long. Cause I think sometimes parents wait until things start getting really bad mm-hmm. and you don't really need to, yeah. uh, especially with everything going on in the last couple of years, kids, I think in general are having a harder time. Yeah. Just let me ask you this. Do you see a lot of patients that do have some type of medical complex, um, situation going on? I do. I wouldn't say it's all the kids that I see. I do see young adults as well who, um, in college, you know, dealing with that, but I have seen quite a few kids with medical, um, you know, issues, a variety of them. And I think in general, I see a lot more anxiety, depression, ADHD. Um, I think it it is more common if you look into it, it's about one in five. Um, so percentile of, uh, problems, which makes sense, right? You have medical problems and your threat perception is off, right? You're, you're experiencing so much more stress. And so really your nervous system is affected by that. Uh, The other thing that's important to think about is parent stress. So as moms and dads, you know, you are experiencing so much more stress yourself as a parent and, you know, your kids are affected by that too. So just the whole family is under so much more stress with having the experience of, you know, being worried about health. It's, you know, day to day and, you know, especially with the big surgeries and things like that. Do you do family therapy or do you just do single therapy? Yeah. And sometimes it's a, it's a mix of both, you know? So I think it really depends on the age, you know, I always encourage when uh, kids are little and they have medical um, problems, they often play it out and which makes sometimes parents nervous, (laughs) that's their language though, through play. And so, and and as they get older, a lot of times we do narrative stories. And so I always encourage parents to lean into and talk about what's happening next and talk about what it feels like, talk about all the feelings and, and really prepare your kids and be open to all those things. Even though I think oftentimes we want to shelter our kids away from talking about or just, you know, have, regular conversation. I have to talk about it, but it's actually really helpful for kids to, to be able to just open up and talk about it. Is there, would you say there's a target age that is appropriate or inappropriate for therapy? You know, like, is there a certain age where you're like, Oh, they, they might still be a little too young to benefit from therapy. I bet it's younger than we realize. That's what I'm asking. I'm 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 throwing. I feel like I waited too late for Henry. I mean, like I can tell you, I know I have. (laughs) Back to back to how I learned from my own mistakes, and that's why we have this podcast. But I do feel like I waited too late because he didn't. I I guess you you just. I guess I didn't really realize how much it affected him because he didn't really. He didn't voice it. Voice it so much. So then I'm like, maybe I should have brought him sooner. Right. You know. Well, I think that's also, you know, hindsight's always 2020. And sometimes in parenting, we're just trying to, you know, one day at a time and get through things. And 
I think sometimes it all kind of comes together and then it's like, Oh wait, I, you know, this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think generally when they're young and experiencing stress, even at four or five, you know, that's when to get them into some play therapy. And, you know, you mentioned pickup sticks, you know, a lot of times really therapy starts with just connecting and figuring out how, what, what's fun for the kids. And so, that's usually where we really open up and connect and then we will practice probably the child trusting you too. You know, it's like you said, connection. And it's all about connection. That's why I love what I do. Yeah. Most importantly for Henry, he gets a sucker. (laughs) Yeah. There's a cool. Oh yeah. Six and a sucker. But yeah, because I feel like there are other parents who have reached out to me. Um, One in particular in recent, and she was like, "I, I don't know if I'm made for this, you know, like I, I have so much anxiety. And so I was like, you know, it's okay to go see somebody. And then I, she's like, did you? And you're like, I'm oh, like, a bad example. I'm, I'm like, telling you to do it. I learn, I'm, I'm yeah. sharing with you to learn from me. Yeah. But, um, you know, and so I do feel like often, I mean, at least for me. Did you say no, I didn't see a therapist. I just started a podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like parents feel like they should be able to handle this yeah, without, absolutely. without going to therapy and without talking about it. And, you know, I always say that I didn't know a lot of heart moms when Henry was little. And I was kind of just like in this tunnel, you know, I had two other little kids at home, but I always say I could have benefited from therapy probably from his birth on yeah. and never got it. Yeah. And now, you know, I talk it out on the podcast. Therapy right there. I mean, if you think about, you know, really therapy, oftentimes with kids too, especially as they get into be teenagers it's like, this is your cutout time to talk about it. And then, you know, this is a piece of your identity. It doesn't have to be all of who you are, right? But this is my time to talk about it, talk about how it affects me. And then I can, you know, go on with my life and not have to sit with all of that necessarily every day. Even though, I mean, you do, but it's just that time, right? And when you think as a parent, that's one of the most beneficial things you can do for your kid is to be able to get the support that you need because it's stressful being a parent even without all of. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, and it really is about connecting with other, you know, people that are experiencing that. So I think in a lot of ways, this probably is very therapeutic, right? And even- Yeah, people- and I, think, I think about that term, people use that, you know, you said people use the term therapy loosely, but I think people use the term therapeutic pretty loosely too, because there's so many things that everybody does in life that is therapeutic and it helps people through, whether it's something like this like or- exercise. I do not exercise. So. Um, <laughs> or for example, like music or theater for Harley, you know, whatever it is that could be therapeutic. Or- no, I agree. I just think, I, you know, I think a lot of people don't really talk about when they have a sick kid, how, you know, stressful it is on them as a parent and, or on the kid. Like I know that like when Henry so this podcast is airing on the day that Henry has his checkup for his valve. And it's like, I can feel Mm -hmm. like I try not to be anxious when we go, but you know, it's like you, you feel that. And then I feel like you, it, it breeds onto, or, you Mm -hmm. know, spreads onto your children, you know, and everybody can feel it. And, you know, I I love Dwayne, but he, he's a compartmentalizer. Mm -hmm. He's like, I mean, why are you so stressed out? Don't stress until we have to stress. And I'm like, you don't get to just make that decision. (laughs) That's how it works for me, you know? And so I guess it depends too on how you, you handle it. But 
Um, I didn't know if there was, you know, one mom had asked if I knew anybody who did group therapy, like with the parents and the siblings. And so I didn't know if that was something, you know, that you offered, you know, to like families. for a whole family, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Cause I do probably think it also affected our kids a lot that we also, mm-hmm. again, learn from my mistakes. Yeah. All could have benefited from something, you know? Oh, well, I'm sure it's depending on like, do you say, okay, all right. So we're seeing Henry this time next week. We're going to invite your mom in to talk about some things. And then next week we'll be just, and then the following week will be just us. Is that, does it work like that? Maybe. Yeah, I think it, it can. I mean, oftentimes I would meet with parents at the end, or I would say, you know, let me know how things are going and we'd have, we'd talk about it. So we, I could use that time with their kids, but there are definitely uh, kids where we'll do more family work. And sometimes I'll even refer siblings to other therapists just for some support separate um, depending on what's going on. So, yeah, I think I've seen even, and, and those distress signs that a lot of kids have related to medical um, issues often will last. So you think about smells, you know, even just having that general anxiety about anything, you know, hospitals, any kind of medical facility, uh, it just brings back those things. And so, um, you know, I've worked with, I've worked with a few kids who've grown up, you know, in college even and said like, I want to be a doctor. I want to, you know, I want to do this, but I have to get over this, you know, thing that's happening to me. Yeah. 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 You know how it, you want to help other people like you, but you're still so traumatized from being a, Mm-hmm. not a victim of it, but a victim of, you know, having something. And so you're like, I got to get past that. Yeah. Well, and it lives in the body. So that's something that parents, you know, also should know too. So anxiety, you know, you can say, oh, I want, you know, I'm going to use my cognitive um, skills to say, you know, in this moment, oh, it's going to be okay. Right. And that'll help me feel better, but you can feel it in your body. So you have to actually calm your body down too. So it's, you know, also that piece. And so that's what we teach kids, you know, your like your coping mechanisms kind of thing. So mindfulness, relaxation, right. there's certain things you can do to calm yourself. And so, you know, let's say you're you're getting the news about the valve. You want to be calm because you already know, you know, you're right. So you, <laughs> this is if we're given some pointers for Tuesday. For, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but you know what I'm saying? That's, so that's what we talk about. You know, you're about to go to the doctor. So what you want to do is really calm yourself. And then that way, you know, you're going to feel it and there are things that you can do and you know what to expect versus it just coming on, you know, so you get to know when, what are your distress signs, you know, yeah. and when do they come on? And the more, you know, the better off you can do when it hits, right. If you already can expect it. Um, so that's a lot of what I do. And also that narrative component really helps kids kind of know to be able to tell their story and just feel empowered by this experience and, and the good from it and what was hard about it and just kind of owning that and feeling comfortable, you know, with telling it. Okay. So, um, I do have a question for, you know, I mean, yes, it's great to be able to say, I think that my child needs to get into therapy, but the reality of it is people want to know, do you take insurance? Is this like, you know, is this something that's, that's doable for, for people? Yes. Yeah, so I, I take insurance. I only take one kind of insurance just because I have a pretty small practice, but a lot of people take different insurance. And I know for myself, if somebody 
reaches out to me and I don't take their insurance. I try to help them find somebody that does or give them some options. You can also look on psychology today and kind of filter out, um, you know, what you need. If you've ever seen that website, that can be helpful for parents trying to find therapy. School um, counselors and social workers often have a referral list and they know who takes certain insurance. Okay. Um, So I think a lot of people do use their insurance just because it's more affordable. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And what else? I don't know. I mean, okay. So is there something specific that you um, typically do see in CHD patients in general? Like I know that we kind of talked about, yes, you do see patients that have some medical complexity, but um, is there something, is it just like in general anxiety? I would say I see more anxiety. And I think it is because of that, the fears related to that, you know, experience of having you know, so much, you know, it's that fear of the unknown, right? What's going to happen? How's this going to go? And um, I would say that, and, you know, just having also ADHD is is more common. I'm sure you've heard that before and depression can be more common as well. So those kind of three things. And then, um, you know, just that, that kind of threat of that emotional safety and physical safety kind of goes together. So let me say this. If you see a lot of, you know, it makes sense that a patient that's had some medical history may have carried some anxiety. Is it always medical anxiety related or does it turn into a lot of times does that transition into social anxiety? It can be, so it can generalize. That's what happens often with PTSD, right? So Okay. Fears can generalize into many situations. So it can be that, you know, you have anxiety about anything that you can't control. So think about how often that might come up. Right. Right. So feeling, um, it can be social anxiety. Uh, it can be just new experiences. So I don't want to, you know, go do that new experience. Cause I don't know what it's going to feel like. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. And so you'll see that more, right. Because you've already had that kind of negative and experience. And, and what happens is your, I, what I tell kids is your body alarm goes off sometimes when, you know, it's thinking there's a threat when maybe it's not, it's just a new experience. Okay. I think that's important for um, parents, especially new parents you know, of, of CHD parent, uh, patients that may be listening that have listened to a lot of our episodes because they do come to us or use this podcast as a resource. I think it is important for people to know. And I guess I can say, you know, with someone with a teenager that when you think that the medical anxiety is over because you're past that hump, it doesn't mean the anxiety is over. So that is important for people to recognize because, just because they're feeling great medically and things are going great medically, it doesn't mean that the anxiety is gone. And so don't just push that aside and think, well, we're past that. So we don't need to deal with anything else at this point. So I, that's why I asked you that question. Cause I do think that's important to be able to kind of tie in and say that it does, it does generalize itself. You're right. Yeah. And sometimes there can be, you know, I've seen, you know, body image issues. Sometimes you're smaller. Um, sometimes you might experience bullying. Um, you know, things that other kids experience, just some things that have come up that I've seen. And so how to handle, you know, socially, some of the challenges that may come up um, with kids. Yeah. I do find that, you know, like I'll, I'll look at Henry compared to Benjamin and 
not that he doesn't have confidence, but you can definitely tell the difference between the two of them. Like he's less certain about certain things and he's more cautious and reserved about certain things. And um, he definitely gets more anxious about certain things like the weather or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like things that don't bother other kids, you know, and I feel like a lot of it all goes back to the same thing. Yeah. I didn't always, I just thought it was like, you know, I always, cause Dwayne's grandma was scared to death of water. She yeah. didn't drive over it. She, she hid when there was a storm outside, you know, but I think the older he gets, I think it's all kind of connected. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. Well, thank you so much, Beth. I really appreciate you talking with us today. Um, it's been Thanks for great. having me. Is yeah. there anything, one last, you know, any type of advice you'd like to give to any of our families listening before we say, we sign off with you today? Sure. I would love to just say how, you know, what, what an incredible journey it, it is as a parent. And, you know, just to, to know resilience really comes with having that supportive, caring adult that's there for you to have those difficult conversations all the time. And, and I think parenting is really tough. I just want to commend all your parents that are, you know, having to have the challenge of of facing day to day, just the unknown that comes with, you know, having a CHD kid and um, baby and it's, you know, from birth, you know, it doesn't end. And so uh, I just wanted to say um, how amazing, you know, that that is to just be a part of. And I'm really just so happy that you guys have started this because I think having other moms to connect to is really just so healing. And that's something that I can't give to parents, you know, as a therapist, even I think just you guys being able to share that is a beautiful thing. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much, Beth. That was interesting. It's always good to hear from someone that can benefit our CHD kids and families. And she sounds like she definitely can and does. Yeah, for sure. Please share your personal stories with us, whether you're kids or adults with CHD, or you have a family member and you'd like to share their story, or even a friend, if you'd like to share their story, you could email us at nolahots at gmail.com, N-O-L-A-H-A-W-T-S at gmail.com. Well, it's been a while since we've had a, a Lanyap episode, huh? Yeah, we do. It's time for a Lanyap episode. That's your calling. So you can send that to us at that email that Sue just mentioned. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NOLA Hots. Um, you can share our podcast with your friends. And if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us so that more people can find us easy, easily um, through Apple Podcasts. A five-star rating is super, super helpful. And reviews are fun to read, too. <laughs> we are looking forward to the next episode. Don't forget... No judgment here. It's all about survival. Cheers. Cheers.